I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Farms Advice Agribusiness Podcast, the podcast for agribusinesses wanting to grow through finding the right opportunities and linking up with the right technology. We will be connecting you with the stories from across the sectors, leaving you with the tools and knowledge to implement into your own business. Follow us on our social media accounts at Farms Advice for further motivation to grow your enterprise. Welcome to the Farms Advice Agribusiness Podcast. Today, I have Emma Aliff in between Condoblin and Lake Angelico. She's a consultant, researcher, and the director of Summit Ag Agricultural Consulting, the co-founder of Yakka. G'day, Emma. How are you? G'day. Good, thank you. How are you? Going really well. Uh, a bit cold over here, but that's fine. How about yourself? Yes, same. Nice we've had a, yeah, we've had a nice drizzly um, weekend, so... Everything's a bit damp, so definitely not complaining this time of year. Not stopping you getting out in the paddock, though? Oh, no, not really. Um, and there's plenty, always plenty of stuff to do in the office, so, yeah, you always find something to entertain yourself. Yeah, I bet the dreaded office of most people that are probably listening to this don't like to do the office <laughs> things, but it's always important. A hundred percent. That's where, unfortunately, that's where half your money's made, sitting in the office. Um, doing the the pondering and the scheming and the big picture planning, so yeah, very precisely. important to be. Yeah, excellent. So just to get us started, um, we'll talk to you and get your like feedback of agribusiness and your personal experience, uh, where you've come from, and how it's led you to today. Yeah, cool. Um, so I am originally from South Australia. I grew up on a sheep station, um, and um, Went to uni um, thinking I'd end up doing something uh, along the lines of animal nutrition or something like that. Uh, discovered while I was there that I actually liked um, plants uh, better, a lot more interesting. And so left 
uh, uni chasing a career in agronomy. Um, really lucky to get a job where near where my parents were living at the time in the mid-north of SA, fresh out of uni um, as a graduate agronomist um, and, and loved it. Worked out there for 14 months before I decided that it was time for a scene change and just mix things up a bit. Um, I loved agronomy, but I also loved the outback and a job came up at a place called Lake Tandau um, near Menindee as an on-farm agronomist working out there growing cotton and durum wheat. Uh, so I applied for that job and was lucky enough to get it. Um, so yeah, moved out there, worked out there for nearly three years before the farms were sold and I was shifted to hay. Um, worked there for a year with the sale of the farms. The business was restructured and my position was made redundant. Um, and then got a job through my networks uh, at Elders in Griffith, uh, where I worked for 14 months before starting my own business three years ago. Yeah, excellent. So like coming up through the ranks allowed you to create the foundation of starting out in agronomy, you think? Uh, absolutely, yeah. You can't um, you can't beat hands-on experience. I will to this day. Like when I started doing cotton agronomy, I knew nothing about cotton. I was from South Australia. Um, I'd seen cotton grow maybe once when I was at uni. Like knew nothing about it. And I will credit um, my knowledge and um, how far I've got from actually working as an on-farm agronomist and immersing myself in the production. So you know being part of irrigation, being part of, you know, driving the tractors and, and all of the implications that come with, you know, managing, order, ordering simple things like ordering fertiliser, arranging yeah. spray planes, you know, getting, getting in, getting your hands dirty and understanding, you know, the, what the best practice is, but then also understanding what the realities of being on a farm is all about. It's, you can't beat it. Yeah, excellent. It's just like understanding the whole process right the way through, isn't it? Yeah, and I also, like, it gives me the ability to have some really great conversations with growers now because I've done some of the stuff that they've been doing. You know, I've irrigated, um, I've driven tractors. I can go and have practical conversations around little adjustments that we can make. And, and, and I won't, like, sit and profess that I know the ins and outs of a John Deere tractor because I certainly don't. But yeah. I have been in them and around them enough that, that, you know, I can look at it and go, oh, you know, maybe this is wrong with your screen or maybe this setting isn't quite right or, um, you know, we can actually have some good conversations. It also, I think, allows me to call um, the BS when people are just spinning your yarn, um, hoping yeah. to kind of explain their way out of why something hasn't happened. And, and I can pretty quickly go, well, I know that's not true because, um, you know, You've, you've got to you've got to come up with a pretty good story because I know that that's not how that typically works. So yeah, it's great. Yeah. So from your like previous experience, you can draw on like the technical aspects from like others looking at you. It may look really simple, and they like didn't need that advice. But that's from combining your years of knowledge coming up through the ranks um, and actually understanding the full process. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah, excellent. So for like going back to. Menindee, there's a few difficult aspects out there, um, like the tough terrain for one. How did you navigate that? Is it like fully irrigational out there for you? Or Yeah, it was, yep, 100% irrigation. Um, the biggest thing that we had out there was um, scale. So I call it now on reflection, cotton growing on steroids. 
Um, yeah. You know, it, it's it's not what a normal cotton grower does. Everything was was bigger than Ben Hur. Um, so a bit of a baptism of fire, um, but really good. Like that's probably the biggest challenge was understanding. You know, what are the what are the capabilities of the farm? Where do we lose our efficiencies? And then how do we design a program that allows us to really push the production as hard as we can and to the best of our ability within the constraints of that farm and the climatic conditions that we had to face. Yeah, excellent. So you got a full understanding of how one particular farm works right the way through, which is excellent. Um, another, like a, might be a difficult one, but as a like younger female coming through the ranks, did you find this challenging? Like it's excellent. I see like a lot of mates from my uni coming up through the ranks specifically specifically within agronomy how did you find that yeah absolutely um and even still today um you know i'm i'm certainly not green um anymore but still there is a stigma um around being um, a woman and being in in agriculture with certain demographics and certain types of people um i quite often joke that you have to have a pretty thick skin to stay in the game because people will test you and push your boundaries. So you need to understand your limits and also have to be strong enough to put your foot down um, when you're not comfortable in a situation or when someone um, pushes the barrow. Uh, but at the same time, I think that as a female in agriculture, sometimes we, we think about things a little bit differently um, and, and it comes with great um, benefits if we can stick it out and set our own boundaries but yeah it's it's, it's not easy um, it was funny I was actually talking to a mate of mine not that long ago who's a couple of years uh, more experienced than me and, and we said you know we kind of got to do twice the work and prove ourselves twice over to get the same amount of respect as a male at the same age as us a lot of the time and 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 it's it's disappointing but it is the reality of the industry, um, which is slowly changing, which is a positive. Yes, excellent. So do you think you've sort of busted through that stigma a bit more and people are taking you more serious or there's a shake of the head there? Uh, depends on the industry, I would say, um, and not to pigeonhole whole people as a whole demographic, but if you take the irrigation and, and in particular the cotton industry, a lot of the growers that are going down that path, you know, they're the innovative ones. They're the ones at the best top of their game that are wanting to push the boundaries and are a bit more open-minded. Um, and you can step in to a working relationship with a lot of those growers um, quite easily. Um, they're quite open-minded. They're quite ha happy to have you as part of their team. When you start trying to step into, you know, older farming enterprises, um, certain ethnic backgrounds or real old school dryland farmers are a prime example. Absolutely yeah. not. You know, they they are set in their ways and some of them are very hard headed and, and um, you know, I've, I've had to tell people well, your option is you deal with me or you go somewhere else and, and they've chosen to go somewhere else. And as far as I'm concerned, that's, that's their loss and, and one less headache for me and um, you've got to get to that point where you you can let go and not dwell on it and just accept the fact that you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea um, but you can you can only be you and and that's all there is to it yeah excellent yeah once you accept that and move on from that you're probably getting another two people that are accepting of that and do value like what you have to say for like within agronomy um, 
as a woman, like, have you had a mentor at all coming up, like either through your previous jobs or just someone that you've looked to within the industry? Um, yeah, and I think mentors in formal or formal are really, really um, important aspects to have. I've never had a formal mentor of any description um, through my career, but I have been extremely lucky to work for and with some amazingly supportive um, people. Uh, one person in particular was the farm manager out at Tandow, a guy by the name of um, Rob Lowe. Uh, he still to this day is a is an incredible um, idea sounding board um, and someone to pull me back into the straight and narrow when I get a bit wayward. Um, and just, yeah, a genuinely good bloke that you can just have a great conversation with. And, and he took my abilities on, on face value and treated me equal. And, and he's this, you know, the guy that kind of said to me, you know, if someone's going to treat you like that at the end of the day, you don't want to work for them or with them because they're going to cause you yeah. more heartache than success. So, you know, just learn to take a deep breath and, and walk away and, and let, you know, water off a duck's back kind of thing. And, and that sort of advice and the ability to ring him up and, and have a bit of a blow up about someone or, um, you know, just have a real open and honest conversation about stuff has been invaluable. Um, yeah, absolutely. For someone like yourself looking to reach out to someone, like how often would you actually contact someone that you image as a mentor to yourself um look really any time that i have a question yeah. or i just want to chew the fat so there's probably three people other than like outside of my business partner um that i would contact and i would probably talk to them each once a month around various different issues yeah. or bounce ideas off of um yeah, and, and sometimes it's something insignificant and it's just to touch base and see what's happening and um, just maintain that relationship. Yeah, excellent. I think like with people reaching out within ag, I think people are a bit worried that they're like, they're going to look as looked upon as they're stupid or something. They're not looking, um, but like you're actually gaining value from reaching out to people. It's just a simple message that could be on LinkedIn or Facebook even. And I think... Um, yeah, I think that's a really important message that, that you don't have to actually know the answers. Like it's funny when you start out, um, it's fine to know nothing. You ask lots of questions, you ring people, and then you kind of get to that funny stage, you know, year three, four, when you're, or, you know, year three to five, when you're starting to not be green and you almost feel like the weight of the world to have the answers to everything. And you've got to get over that. Like you really do. Um, and be, just forthcoming when you don't know the answer and, and be willing to admit it and reach out. Um, you get a lot more respect from guys if you can actually be like, hey, mate, I don't know the answer, but leave it with me for half a day than trying to BS some line together, which, you know, yeah. two weeks later turns out to be wrong. Yeah, the, the beauty of ag is like the trial and error aspect coming in allows you that flexibility. So that's always good to know. 100%. So going to your background of like education, so you've done like a master's of ag science. What was your um, undergraduate role? Um, yeah, so I went to the University of Adelaide and did a Bachelor of Science in Agricultural Science. Yeah, excellent. And you've moved on to like UNE? Currently, yeah, or? so when I 
Yeah, when I started out at Tandale, um, never knew anything about cotton. So their first port of call was to put me through the graduate certificate in cotton production through UNE. Um, so did that and then actually switched over to Charles Sturt and did a single subject in irrigation management to get my head around water um, to assist me in the job um, and really, really enjoyed doing further education. So signed up to start my master's. Uh, when I was out at Tandale, I was actually started doing a project on the use of micronutrients to alleviate water logging and then farms got sold, my position got made redundant, so my master's went on the back burner. And when I went to Elders, uh, we started doing a lot of research and development style work. So I actually picked my master's back up and switched to coursework and started picking up the subjects that could help me fill the gaps in my new role uh, with Elders. So I started doing a lot of the stats and the trial design and um, those sort of subjects. And then uh, moving into Summit Ag and, and personally, me and my partner, we bought a farm. So finished my master's off with um, a couple of business uh, units. So UNE has been fantastic and that master's degree has been fantastic because I've kind of been able to tailor make the direction that I had based on where I was at in both my work and personal life stage. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's been really invaluable. Yeah, so what would you do that in the afternoon or you'd actually have a day off here and there? No, just squish it in. I, um, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a sucker for punishment early morning or a late night or a Sunday afternoon, yeah. You just get the job done out of the way? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, it's interesting, like you went to UNE, most of the people like I've contacted with the podcast just being a new one um, are from UNE. Like I went to UNE and studied Bachelor of Ag agribusiness with marketing management. Yep. Um, it's a good place to get your foundations just as kickstart your career off. So going back to like summer ag consulting, where you are at the moment, you're based around the Griffith area predominantly or? Um, so summer ag consulting as a business, we span from um, just about Forbes uh, yep. across to Lake Jellico, uh, down through Griffith, Leighton, Narendra, Carathul, and then as far south um, as Tokemal and um, Canago. So uh, I'm based primarily in the, the northern zone, um, so do kind of uh, east of Griffith and then up through Lake Jellico and Forbes. Um, Heath, my business partner, is based Griffith, Carathul, and we have a grad starting at the end of the month and Sam will be based at Collie and then we have another agronomist based down at Canago, Jemima. Yeah, excellent. So you're getting a few Ks under your belt throughout the days. <laughs> I, think, I think we worked out last year that Heath and I, we did 92,000 Ks for the year. Yeah, that's a fair few. <laughs> Jumping paddock to paddock, of course. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so for Summer Ag Consulting, what made you jump into it? being quite young, uh, wanting to start your own little agribusiness. May not be so little now, uh, but talk me through that aspect of starting it. Yeah. Um, uh, when I went to work for Elders, um, yep. so I, I knew Heath, I rang him and that's how I got the job there. And we started doing um, some research and development work um, underneath the Elders banner. So I'd spend half of my time consulting and half my time doing the research and development work so running trials for various companies um, focusing primarily in cotton because that's where the kind of hole was 
um, in the research space down around Griffith. Um, so we, we had a really good first um, couple of years at it, but we started to find that um, for some of the really big, exciting projects from the well-named brands, they were reluctant to align with one reseller because they were worried that showing favoritism to a, a shirt color for want of better terms, yeah. um, you know, would, would annoy the other people that they, they, you know, essentially had to work with in some way, shape or form. So um, that was probably the main reason that we stepped out because we could see that we could get a lot more opportunities and really grow that research business if we were independent. Um, the second thing is with all big corporates, uh, there's a lot of red tape and a lot of people that has to sign a piece of paper to get something across the line. Yep. So we started to find that by the time, you know, we'd identify an opportunity and we'd go through the process, you know, that opportunity had passed, we'd miss the boat. So we were, we were constantly on the back foot um, playing catch up. So by being independent, it also allowed us um, to be a lot more reactive to what was going on and really jump on those opportunities without getting in trouble from head office <laughs> yeah definitely so you're like fast tracking a bit of r&d for yourself uh so we're doing um all sorts of stuff in the last um 18 months we've started to branch into horticulture so we're doing development work for companies like bayer syngenta um, and that sort of stuff so everything from you know, the stewardship work around the new Extend Flex cotton that's being released through to product testing um, in almonds, residue trials. Um, yeah, all sorts of stuff um, for various companies, which is really cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool to be able to work alongside them, but not be under their books, I suppose, as well. Yeah, and we find like it's a beautiful, beautiful complement to our consultancy business because, you know, all of a sudden, Extend Flex, for example, in the cotton that's due to be released in 2023 or 22, whenever China decides to um, allow the seed, it'll come off of stewardship. And, um, you know, we're, we're really lucky that, you know, we already have two years of working with that genetics, with those crops and understanding, you know, when you spray it, the crop's going to react like this. So we can preempt this stuff. So, you know, you know, we're two years in front of a lot of other advisors that are going to get it and try it and then be like, oh, shit, like, is yeah. it meant to look like that? You know, but we've we've been part of it and we've helped develop it. And it's the same, you know, when, when trialling other products in other crops or whatever, you know, we can see, you know, how fine a line we tread with things like phytotoxicity and stuff like that and, and have a really good understanding of, of those products before they're even commercial. Yeah, excellent. So you get a bit of a look into the background of everything uh, before it comes to come to light. Yeah, exactly. For like farms advice, we're looking to, um, as you said before, it's a bit more of a traditional industry within agriculture uh, with values and also moving into like digital platforms, either that through websites and social media. What's your usage for this? Like, are you using social media a lot? Which ones and How's your website operate for you? Yeah, so we jumped on the socials bandwagon only this year. So we've yep. got um, Summer Ag on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Um, we basically only started this year because we didn't have the capacity to run them to the level yep. that we wanted to prior 
um, to this year. So we've been fairly um, active on them. And, and look, we, we certainly, <clears throat> I certainly don't think that we have got the um, strategy right in terms of engagement, but I am, I'm doing a lot of it and I am, you know, slowly learning what is getting people engaged and, and what isn't and, and how do we generate conversations between current clients and potential new clients in the wider industry. Um, but like with all social media stuff, you know, there, there are some growers that just don't want to interact on it or take part, um, I guess, in the keyboard aspect. So um, Heath and I actually have been going through the process of developing our own communication platform this year. Um, it's called Yakka um, and it's based purely and solely around the good old phone call. Um, so what it looks and feels like is an app on your phone where you can create a network or a contact list of people that you know or people that you've had really great conversations with in the past. You can post a discussion point this point is to generate conversation to try and entice someone to ring you that maybe can answer your question yep. or is keen to have a chat about what you're keen to have a chat about. So, you know, it could be who are you using to forward market your grain this year? Um, <clears throat> you know, my looking at upgrading my spray rig, who's got an opinion? Um, and then you can either scroll through your contact list and see you know, what your uh, friends and stuff want to talk about. Or you can scroll through the general Yakka list and find someone with common interests um, or just a really interesting discussion point that you'd like to talk to. So the whole point of this is sometimes it's really hard to have a meaningful conversation because that person you want to talk to isn't free. So it has yeah. an online, offline functionality. So if they're online, that means that they're free for a Yak. They've, they've got time. They can talk to you so you can pull the press little green button and you can ring them then and there and have it, have that conversation while you're, I know, spraying in the tractor or, or driving the town or, or whatever you might be doing. And if they're not online for a yak, then there's a, a flagging function. So you can actually flag that person and you'll get a notification when they come online. So if you're free, you can actually capture them at a time when they're free and you can have a really productive and meaningful conversation. And we think it just takes away, you know, that, um, fear or uncomfortable, you know, keyboard war. Everyone can read what you're saying. Other people can throw yeah. opinions in. You just go back to that beautiful one-on-one -on -one constructive conversation. Yeah, a bit more of like a controlled environment. But like, 100%. You, yeah, using the like digital platform for you. So the digital aspects um, of saying that they're online and what the current conversation is of individuals. Exactly. And then like for us, like a business, we can create our summer ag network. We can put all of our clients in it. Um, and then that takes away that stigma around the first phone call because you instantly already have something in common because you're both in the summer ag network. So you know that you can have a conversation or, or who do you, you know, or you must be one of Heath's clients or, or you're based down at Carathol. How'd your cotton go this year? And, and, and it just helps to break down those barriers right from the start. Yeah, excellent. So, like, drawing back onto ag tech, what other tech would you use throughout your day to make your day easier? Um, so, probably the big ones for us is uh, we rely heavily on numbers on our iPads. Uh, we've got a, a farm reporting template based on numbers that we use, uh, which is invaluable for keeping track of farms and where everyone is up to. 
Um, we use Ag World primarily for doing recommendations and just farm mapping, which is extremely handy, great tool, um, great to have all your labels and everything downloaded, even if you're not in service, to look stuff up on yeah. the run. Um, love Satamap. So we subscribe to Satamap to get NDVIs every three to five days of all of our farms so that when we go onto farm, we have a bird's eye view of, of um, plant biomass and can structure our visits a bit better to make sure we're capturing the variation across a farm. Um, and just it speeds us up. It makes us, helps us do a heaps better job, which is really handy. Um, and then um, soil moisture probe network and weather station networks. Um, yeah, invaluable. Yeah, I bet. So you, you'd be using these all on the run, I imagine, not back in the office, which is excellent. Yeah, so the, the iPad is the, uh, is the lifeline. If I lost my iPad, I'd, I'd probably cry. <laughs> yeah, I bet. For, um, like for anyone looking to get into like agronomy, how would you, like, how would you tell them the best way? Um, I would highly recommend that you go and get a summer job while you're at uni, whether that is at Grain Corp at harvest time on the Weybridge, whether that's bug checking for an agronomist if you want to end up in the summer cropping irrigation industry in particular, whether that is working on a farm, get some practical experience, yep. go and get amongst it, make some networks and some contacts. Uh, work out at uni who's who in the zoo and who are the people with the contacts. Um, that's it, it's not what you know; it's it's who you know, um, yeah. and that's regardless of what stage you're at in your career. So make a just make a really good network of people and take advantage of your networking opportunities. So you know, if you get a ticket to Cotton Conference or a GRDC update. Go around, you know, work out who the advisors are, where they are, try and find a creative way to bump into them as nerve-wracking as it is um, and, and strike yeah. up a conversation and get on people's radars. Yeah, excellent. I think, like, the networking really pays off. I think I networked with you just because you'd gone to UNE um, and you're working within agribusiness, so that's excellent. And agriculture is so small. Like if you know someone, then they probably know someone that knows someone. Like, yeah, don't, um, don't, don't underestimate the power of the network. But also I reckon when you leave uni, particularly in agronomy, don't get your heart set on ending up in a certain place, in a certain colour shirt right off the bat. It is very unlikely that you're going to get your dream job yeah. um, straight out of uni and, and you do have to compromise and sometimes taking a job that isn't exactly where you want to end up um, as a stepping stone um, is necessary, but it also could turn out to be one of the best things you ever do. Like with me at, at Tandow, like still to this day, one of the best jobs I've ever had. Yeah, excellent. So for people like we can favour like different coloured shirts throughout the industry and it's always important to like, take your focus off those and see like what else is going on in the world. Um, as there's only a few big colored shirts going around. So it's good to support yeah. the small guys. Um, and then like joining. So like Sam coming on 
recently for you. Um, I bet that's like exciting for you to bring another person on, but also for him as he's like, he's a younger person, I imagine. Yeah. So Sam, um, Sam's actually been um, doing some summer work for us. So once again, through yeah. networks, um, met Heath, uh, we got him a summer job irrigating on one of our clients' farms. The next summer he came back and, and helped manage a farm that we run um, and did some bug checking and now he's graduated. He is meant to be travelling the world but care of COVID. Yeah, he isn't going to get there. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, so he's coming to start with us. So for Sam, um, we, Heath and I both are from an on-farm background and we recognise the importance and the value of those skills. So we've kind of put him through the ringer a little bit to, to make sure that he's got the right background and the right skill set um, to fit in with us um, and move forward. But, yeah, very exciting times for us and, and hopefully for him. Yeah, that's excellent to be growing your team as well. How many do you have in your team down there? Um, so uh, Heath and I are the co-directors and both yep. advisors. Um, and so we have got uh, Sam, who will be our grad. We've got uh, one part-time agronomist at Canago, another part-time agronomist, Steve. He's on sabbatical at the moment. We'll just see what happens with water, whether he comes back next yeah. year or continues on his sabbatical. And then we have um, a person that does accounts for us three days a week. And uh, I've just put on a part-time tech officer to help out with the trial work. So Perfect. Sounds like it's all going very well for you. Um, just when it rains and the rivers run. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We all need a bit of water running down those yeah. rivers. For, yeah. for the Farms Advice Agribusiness podcast, who would you like to hear on it next and why? Um, I would love it if you could interview Sally Murphy um, from down in Taz. She is, she's got a really um, interesting background and story. Um, and for me, she's on my radar at the moment. Um, around, so she does a lot around succession planning and farm business management. Um, which is very relevant to me in my life stage at the moment. Yeah. And, and she's just an incredible person with a very cool story. Where did you say she's based? Tasmania. Down in Tassie, yeah. yeah that's an interesting one. Um, it's good to, like, I'm trying to reach every area of agribusiness. Um, and it's good to have a few Tassie people joining their crew. Yeah, oh, well, I can share contact details with you. <laughs> That'd be excellent. Thank you very much. So for... Anyone looking to contact you, how can they do that? Is that via social media or? Yeah, look, the usual streams. Um, look up Google Summit Ag Agricultural Consulting. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. You can find Yaka also on Twitter or do a Google search and you can jump on our website and get in touch with us um, at our info at summerag.com.au or yeah look me up direct perfect just before we go is yakka rolled out yet yes it is it's live free to download so yeah really encourage everyone to jump on and um have a play see what you think pose a really interesting discussion question and see if you can prompt me to give you a call um and if you've got any feedback or ideas around what we're doing or how we can do it better please reach out to us at um, hello at yakka.com.au. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for 
joining us today, Emma. Uh, seems like you're making waves within the industry in your own little niche. Great Thank to chat. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Farms Advice podcast. I hope that we can help you fill in the gaps of your business to help you grow into the future. If you'd like to get in touch, see how we can grow your agribusiness, please visit us at farmsadvice.com.au. Please share this podcast with your colleagues, friends and family to help us find the right audience to improve Australian agribusiness. Hope to see you next time. Cheers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.